myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn your life back And it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith, and delighted to see you. I've got Borough Mag, Joe Walker with us as well. How are you? Evening, Steve. I'm very good. Yourself? Yeah, great to see you, mate. And uh, thanks for good. joining thanks us for on, this, uh, on this wonderful summer's journey. Uh, Pete and Chris are taking a well-deserved break from the fans forum. It will be back, of course, at the start of the season where you get a chance to come on and take and make your calls and shouts on Newcastle United. The lads have got a, a well-deserved break and we thought, what better thing to fill it with than me and Joe chewing the fat for an hour, talking about the, uh, the transfers, trying to sort the wheat from the chop, as we've said, um, and trying to put a, a stop to some of the rumours and stupidity that goes around. Don't forget, you know, we have, um, you know, no guarantees that some of the stuff we'll say on this show is going to be correct, but we won't try and start any rumours, Joe, will we? No, we, we absolutely won't. And I'm glad you've said that, because obviously with, with me Friday night tune tipster, there's no guarantees that they win either, so that can't be. <laughs> No, definitely not. Okay, the breaking news tonight. Uh, Keith Downey reported that at half past five tonight, Newcastle have reached agreement with Brighton for Dan Ashworth to begin work at Newcastle. This is subject to Premier League approval, but Ashworth is set to get work in the summer transfer window. And Newcastle United are delighted to announce that Dan Ashworth will become the club's sporting director after an agreement was reached with Brighton and Hove Albion to release him from his current contractual obligations with immediate effect. And I guess... It's a good place to start. That's great news, Joe. I think it's fantastic, Steve. And I, to be honest with you, thinking about the show leading up over the weekend, thinking where do we start? Which player do we start with? What signing fees do we start with? The wage bill. Actually, there was a very, very important signing coming to Newcastle this summer, and it was Dan Ashworth. Um, you know, if you think about the guy's pedigree, Steve, what he's been involved with with England, the development of St George's Park. Uh, you know, England have been on a resurgence recently and Dan Ashworth was right in the middle of it. Um, so he's got credentials, he's got pedigree. And I think, to be honest, the work that he's been doing at Brighton is nothing short of remarkable. I mean, the, you know, they were an unfashionable club. They weren't particularly going anywhere. And I think since Ashworth's built the club from the bottom upwards, you know, think about the Amex. It's a lovely stadium. They're establishing themselves, um, you know, taking a punt on Graham Potter that, that had no certainties attached to it. Obviously, he saw something there. He's backed him. Um, and, and they've got an absolute, uh, you know, a football club to be proud of. So I'm delighted now that that's Newcastle United. And I think one of the things that we need to be mindful of is, you know, this guy's an architect. This guy will, will literally start with a pen and a blank piece of paper, start at the bottom and say, right, what do we need to do to get this football club to the level we need to get it at? And how do we make it a sustainable model? And and for once, we've been crying out for years. And I don't want to. I don't want to spend Monday nights talking about the last fourteen years. I really don't. But one of the things that we've been crying out for at our football club is somebody that knows about football. It was fine having businessmen there, and it was fine having lawyers running the club and all the rest of it. But who was talking about football? And I think finally now. We've got the man. And I think when you put him in the boardroom with Amanda and Murdad and, uh, you know, a PIF, wow, fantastic time. So I think this is the signing of the season already. 
Yeah, I think it's a great signing. I'm sure people in the chat agree. We will uh, keep coming to you uh, for your questions and uh, your points. Uh, we'll, we'll look at that in the next uh, 10 or 15 minutes or so. So keep those questions uh, coming in. Um, I guess the one I would like to start with, Joe, um, you know, we'll, we'll go backwards and forwards because I'm sure you've put a list together as well, is this guy, Sven Botman. And I mean, this one for me, um, you know, I, I'd be very excited if he came to Newcastle United. It seems... Or it, and it certainly seemed in January that he quite fancied the move. We didn't mm. get him over the line then. Um, what's your thoughts on him? A, a new a new centre half. We you know we obviously missed out on Carlos, who's gone to Villa. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I always feel this guy was the was the priority. First thing I'd like to say is how much that black and white suits him. He looked great there. He looks um, great, doesn't yeah. he? He looks fantastic. He? Absolutely. <laughs> done deal. Um, yeah, Steve, I mean, look, if you think about, you know, I've been talking talking with the with the guys about this on a match day, and if you think about what did Liverpool do? They built an entire side around Van Dyke. What did Manchester City do? They invested in Vincent Company. He was a mainstay. He saw them right throughout their transformation. And I think for us... Yes, we've been impressed with with Dan Byrne. Yes, Fabian Shah's kind of you know stepped up and, and 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 enjoying his football again. But these are players that are a cut above. I mean, this lad's been involved with the Holland setup since he was fourteen years old. You know, um, he's made sixty two appearances already as a twenty two year old. Um, he gets rave reviews. You know, and I think for me, signings like this, there's a real sign of statement of intent. But there's a real opportunity to say to the lad, hey, if you want to be here for the next 10, 12 years, my friend, and see us all the way through to the Champions League final and back, you go for it. And I think with someone like Byrne or like Shark, you know, you've got that experience around him. I think given the chance, thinking about Carlos, who, who now has gone to Aston Villa, given the chance between Botman and Carlos, I think for me, Botman was the obvious choice. And personally, this is where I'd start. I think it's quite evident that, that, that Eddie Howe's looking at the spine of the team. Um, so I think for me, get this lad in, give him some support and then say, right, my friend, you can have a 15-year career here and, and we'll back you all the way. I guess as well, the, the question that, that leads to is if he comes in and, and pray that he does, um, who goes out? Fernandez, Lascelles? Well, if you think, I mean, Kieran Clark's there. I don't think it's any secret that Kieran Clark will be away. Um, my 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 contacts reckon he's already done a, a pre a pre contact deal, and I think that was alluded to by yeah. um, a few people on the Amigos and uh, on yes. Geordie's here. Geordie's there. We know that we know that Stu and um, Mitch in particular have had whispers about yeah. this in the past. But yeah, I would I would imagine he's gone to another an, yeah. another club, potentially a Championship club. So if you think potentially Fede Fernandez. We've just got a new contract there for Paul Dummett, and we know he, he, you know, he can fit into that position. If Emil Kraft's going to stay around, he's played on the right side of the of, of the central defence. So I think there's options there, Steve. But for me, there was an interesting result yesterday, which was Nottingham Forest coming back up, and I wonder about the future of Jamal Lascelles. Um, for me personally, he's done a job. He's not good enough. My heart's always in my mouth. So actually, if we keep all the Fabian share. If we can bring Botman in, if we can, uh, you know, obviously we've got Dan Byrne thinking about Dummett, thinking about potentially Kraft. Maybe then Dan Ashworth and the guys will start to think about what's in the youth academy and the youth setup. We might just be all right for centre halves. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, there's no doubt about it that it's not a position, you know, that we're going to panic over. Um, and yeah. Fabian Scher, of course, he's signed a new contract as well. Uh, big Dan Byrne showing that, um, you know, he's he's there for the for the duration now. Big big local lad. I'd just like to see somebody, you know, somebody with a bit of pace alongside Dan Byrne. I yeah. think Botman would bring that compliment. And uh, yeah, yeah you know, we've got enough players who we can who we can move on. Okay, um, you've done your list. Who, who, who's cropped up on your list? I'm sure you've been sent a few <laughs> names by various people who do different well, shows on this platform. According to my list, we've we've spent 750 million already. Um, I guess <laughs> interestingly, Steve, one of the things for me is 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 as I said, you know, looking at that spine of the team, we've been heavily heavily linked with Dean Henderson, and I think that's a really really interesting um, you know place to start. Actually, you know, the the, the goalkeeper. Um, is Dubravka good enough? Again, he splits opinion. Um, some people I know think he's absolutely wonderful. Some people actually think, you know what, he is slightly suspect. He's got a slightly suspect injury list, uh, uh, you know, injury record. Um, and would someone like Dean Henderson coming in really put that pressure on? Because at the moment, unfortunately for Carl Darlow, as we saw, he came in, he'd done a job. Unfortunately, the performances weren't there for him. He looked like he was really, really struggling and really, really anxious in that in that back line when he was in the, uh, earlier this season. So I wonder if Dubravka's now in the trap of, well, actually, who's going to come and take this shirt off me? And I think someone like Henderson, um, yes, hasn't played a million games, but you don't be in and around the Manchester United set up for nothing for all this time. You don't be in and around the England set up for nothing. And I wonder if this lad's got a real point to prove, you know, Somebody throw me the number one jersey and I'll show you what I can do. Potential, potentially looking at around £15 million. And again, for a 25-year-old goalkeeper, if he's got another 15 years left in him, you know, then then £15 million is absolutely grand. And I, again, I think just raising the profile of the squad and raising the profile of the, uh, you know, of, of the team moving forward these are exactly the type of people that we need to be looking at. It just proves that, you know, again, we talked about Manchester City, we talked about Liverpool, we talked about Manchester United. They're all built on really, really good, solid, sound goalkeepers. Um, and I'm not entirely sure, as good as he is, it's uh, stopping shots that Dubravka is going to be the long-term answer. Casper uh, Michael, that's another name that's been, you know, thrown into the mix. Um, you know, I spoke to Ben Jacobs on this show a couple of weeks ago and he, he said to me that Ben, you know, he's obviously a big Leicester fan, Newcastle, his mm. second club. But he said to me, Schmeichel wouldn't come if he was sitting on the bench. And I, I guess what we need is a goalkeeper who's willing to come in and yeah. be competitive. And, and look, Dubravka's done nothing wrong. I don't think any of us will criticise Dubravka. And, you know, it's easy to start when you've, when you've got a bit of money to start. You know, yeah, but he dropped, you know, he's, he's dropped a few right. clangers, etc. But yeah. he's a good goalkeeper. He's a solid goalkeeper. And what we need is we need that little bit of competition, don't we? Yeah, yeah absolutely, Steve. And you're right. I mean, Schmeichel, yeah, you know, excellent. But when we're thinking about where do we need to actually, you know, strengthen would the goalkeeper be the absolute priority? I think it's really, really clear that a centre-half, a left-back and a centre-forward is our priority. Would we go and have to spend, you know, upwards of £25 million to bring Casper Spiegel here when we can spend £10 million less than that and have a really solid Dean Henderson in the squad? So, again, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. Um, it was really interesting to see that United would only do business if they could bring somebody in and then Carl Darlow was linked with them, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but if they want him, they can have him by all means. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, I think a goalkeeper is a strong, uh, you know, is, is a strong likelihood at Newcastle. Bringing one in because you do need to strengthen there. Um, you know, if if Dubravka got injured in the first game of the season, uh, God mm. forbid, yeah. and we didn't have anybody to come in, it's Darlow or it's Woodman or whatever. And you know, yeah. these players aren't you know aren't guaranteed to want to stay either. We're, we're going to find ourselves in a weak position. Mark Gillespie, Woodman struggled as well, Steve. I mean, again, we were all looking forward to seeing Freddie Woodman play, and unfortunately, it just didn't happen for him at all. Um, wasn't good enough. So, wasn't good enough. Yeah, I, you know, yeah exactly. Yeah, definitely not. Um, next on your list, Joe. So I guess we've talked about um, Botman. I think we do have to mention while we're talking about centre halves, you know, the, the rumours around James Tarkowski don't go away. Um, for me, though, I think if we're talking about the players of the ilk of Botman and what they could possibly do, um, I watched Tarkowski at St James's Park this season with a really keen eye, and I'm thinking to myself, is this where we're at, or are we a little bit better than that now? Um, yes, he's a big, strong lad, he's a big, solid lad, um, lots and lots of Premier League pedigree and experience. Um, he's a free agent, which obviously he'll tick some boxes. However, again, what's he going to be demanding in terms of his wages? Um, you know, and 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 is the better in the market for what we want? So, yeah, Tarkowski might be one just to keep an eye on, but I'm sure there'll be lots and lots of suitors lining up for him. I mean, I watched him. I watched him in the final game of the season. I was down at Burnley, and um, I was obviously I was guest of of Nathan, who, who used to do the, the the show with us during right. lockdown. And um, I went. I was there with his granddad, and obviously um, we were talking talking to his granddad about Tarkowski because his granddad's a big Burnley fan. And he said to me, "Look, um, he's, he's he's big, and he's you know he's a strong defender. That's what you want." But he reminded me a lot of Dan Byrne, um, yeah. and I think having two centre halves. In a similar vein, sometimes doesn't give you that option, doesn't give you yeah. that pace that I keep going on about. Yeah. The yeah. other thing, and this is weird, I picked this up from a couple of Burnley fans who were sitting around us, was that um, they tend not to like the fact that he laughs when they concede a goal. And, and I, I found that bizarre, but they said a lot of people have picked up on it when they're watching Match of the Day or they're watching Burnley mm. on Sky. Um, the, book, the camera would often pan to Tarkowski when they'd conceded a goal and he'd just be laughing. And, um, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, it could be a nervous reaction. I mean, right. he's, he's got a smile there. He's smiling at the camera. But I guess it doesn't go down well when you've conceded your third goal. You're in a relegation battle and suddenly yeah, the not, camera pans uh, to somebody and they're laughing. Not a trait that I've noticed, I must admit, but I'll be looking out for it now, yeah? Um yeah, interesting. Interesting. I mean, unfortunately for him and for Burnley, they conceded quite a lot of goals this season. So um, he'll have done a lot of laughing. But I don't know, Steve, for me, I just think, you know, I look at the likes of Connor Cody. You know, I do think that if we're looking to bring in an English centre-half, you know, there might be better players around and available. And actually, dare I say it, when you're thinking about Tarkovsky, is there a million amount of difference between him and maybe Lascelles? Um I know Lascelles has got a clanger in him, you know, of course, unfortunately. But he came on in the last home game. He looked absolutely solid as a rock. He was winning everything in the air. Maybe there's a player in there somewhere. And actually, do you invest? Do you spend whatever the wage budget is on players like Tarkowski when there's better options available, in my opinion? Yeah, um, got to, we've got to get this one out of the way. And uh, I've got to say, near more of this, please, near more of this, because... You know, being linked with somebody, you know, is such a bigger name as Neymar at this stage in this, you know, this club's development is, is crazy. But um, this is the kind of thing that a takeover attracts. 
you know, big name stars linked with Newcastle. And I think what I'd like to just point out to people is that this is a this is a long-term plan, a long-term strategy that these owners have got. They aren't coming in to go and spend, you know, as much as they can within the financial fair play rules in in one, two, three windows. You know, the original plan. And I know this because, you know, I haven't spoke to Amanda and Dad pre-takeover, was that they would come in in the first three transfer windows and spend £100 million in each of those windows. And I think that would be the case again. I don't think they'll go crazy. They, they may you know, increase that. They may sell a player or two players or get people off the wage list and then bring somebody in. But Neymar, it, it's a non-starter, isn't it, Joe? I think I think there's a there's a really interesting dynamic here, Steve. So there was two names that I heard. One was Neymar, and the other one was Pogba at Manchester United. Both of which on a list of what do you reckon? Would you bring him to your club now? If you think about um, selling shirts, if you think about marquee signings, if you think about putting PIF and Newcastle United firmly on the map, then yes, of course we're going to be in the market for the likes of Neymar Junior right now. The problem I've got with it, though, Steve, is if you think about, we hear a lot from Eddie Howe about the type of character we need. We hear a lot about personalities. We hear a lot about not upsetting the dressing room. Um, and I often wonder about where does Eddie Howe's ideals in terms of building the squad and, and you know, and, and, and getting that real collectiveness fit with, um, you know, the guys at PIF who, dare I say, will be sitting there thinking, well, why not have Neymar? You know, they used to buy in. They used to get in whatever they want. So Neymar's available. We've got the money. Let's buy him. And I don't know whether we're potentially this transfer window heading into a real kind of, um, you know, we want the best and we can afford the best. And let's outdo Manchester City and let's outdo PSG versus the long-term plan, doing it slow and steady. And actually, what does Eddie Howe want in his dressing room? So... There's a part of me that, listen, to see Neymar up front for Newcastle United would be absolutely mind-blowing. But again, have we got £300,000 a week? And if we have, is that where we want to be spending it? Um, I'm sure John Allen, you know, imagine the T-shirts we could do with Neymar. And everything. But, uh, <laughs> genuinely, not for me, Steve, not for me. And I mean, but when did we ever think we'd be sitting here saying, oh, we don't want Neymar or Pogba? Absolutely not, you know? And that just shows where the football clubs come. So... I do wonder about a marquee signing. I do wonder about going big on somebody. Would it be Neymar? What would he do at Nottingham Forest on a Tuesday night in the rain? I'm not sure. How important is a marquee signing, do you think? Um, you know, Gareth Bale, oh, which is another one who's been mentioned. Neymar's another yeah, big I've name. He's a big name in football. Well, I mean, yeah, is it, is it important we bring in a, a marquee? Well, I, I, again, I, it, it depends who you listen to. If you listen to Eddie Howe and the guys, then, you know, slow and steady wins the race. You know, we'll do it right. We'll do it with the right people. But we are allegedly now, or in reality, you know, technically, we are the biggest, most richest club on, on planet Earth. Um, and I genuinely wonder how, uh, as a nation and as, a, as, as an investment fund, in terms of do it bigger and better and grow and do it fast, um, you know, where does that fit with slow and steady and, and, and let's not go crazy? So for me, I would love to see Steve. I mean, I, I had the pleasure of growing up. I was a teenager in the 1990s, you know, and, and everyone had a Shearer shirt on. Everybody had a, uh, you know, a, a Peter Beatty Ginola shirt. Um, yes, we've got quite a few San Maximans at the moment, but I just think what would it do? You know, Castoria must be rubbing their hands at this. What would it do for shirt sales? What would it do for the club shops? 
if you turned around and said, you know, we've signed Ronaldo, we've signed Wayne Rooney, we've signed whoever, you know. Um, so I, I think if you want to, I think if you really want to put us on the map and they really want to make a statement and they really want to rattle some cages, I think they'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next on your long list of uh, potential targets. So this is. I was gonna. I was gonna go to Parketta, but actually, what I'm gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna stay in the defence for the time being, and I think this is really really interesting. Sat and watched my target since he come in. Um, steady away, solid as a rock, doing his job. Good in the air, good with the ball at his feet. Um, it was great to see the scenes at the last game of the season. You know, fans singing his name, and and uh, you know. And there was a part of me that thought, yeah, that's a quick win. We'll bring him in if Villa will let him go, um, you know, and, and and he'll be solid and he'll do a job for us. And then over the last sort of week or so, the rumours around Renan Lodi from Atletico Madrid start to come in. Now, obviously, he's a mate of Kieran Trippiers. They've played together. There he is. Anyone who think this was pre-rehearsed, it's fantastic. Um, he's, you know... All of a sudden, Steve, you're talking about a guy who, for whatever reason, uh, lost his place in the Aston Villa side to suddenly talking about a Champions League regular performing Brazilian left back. Um, And all of a sudden you start to think, hang on a minute, you know, is the level of the Matt targets of this world, is that the last time we sign players of that calibre? Because now we've got the opportunity to say, you know, Let's look and let's think about enhancing the quality. So, um, you know, we saw it with Chris Wood. The strikers that we've been linked with here are absolutely phenomenal. And yet, what did we do? We managed to bring Chris Wood in. I think it's the same as Target. He's been good, but again, there are better. And I've heard that this lad's absolutely fantastic. So, him on one side, Trippier on the other. Again, he's Brazilian. Think about Bruno. Think about Joe Linton. You know, all of a sudden, these guys are feeling a lot more at home. And I think, you know, I think this lad's a winner. I think the rumours as well, I mean, again, it's only rumours, we don't know this as fact, are that, you know, Target fancies it, but maybe the family don't. And and that can always right. be an issue when you're trying to bring players to the yeah. club. And it's no good, from our perspective, as the Bayern club, uh, to bring a player here mm-hmm. if, you know, maybe Absolutely. his wife isn't happy. Because ultimately, she, may, she by the sounds of it, might fancy a, a move down to London yeah. as opposed to, you know, a, yeah. a move to Newcastle. She prefers Harrods to yeah. Phoenix, whatever. And it's that, from our perspective, is 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 got to be sorted out before you, you, you know, you pay your 15 million. And although Target's been really good, um, I agree with you. I think Lodi would be a much better signing. And you, yeah. you get a feeling that Kieran Trippier is going to be quite a key, um, not just as a player, but also as somebody who can maybe persuade people He's, he's yeah. been called up for England, Joe. He's going to be speaking ah. to those players on international yeah, duty and saying, you want to get yourself to St. James's Park. Did he see them flags? What a performance. Yeah. The atmosphere is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. You might not get paid as much as other clubs, but is that what you're really in the game for? And I think yeah. Kieran Trippier will play a massive part. And he might have to say all of that in Spanish to Lodi. But I you know agree. what? I think he will play a major part for us. Yeah, I agree, Stephen. I think his influence on the pitch is there for all to see. He's a fantastic footballer. But I agree with you. It's really interesting that the guy gets injured and the first thing they do is let him sit on the bench. He's in the dressing room. He's talking to players. You know, he's out on the coaching, uh, you know, pitch. And I think that says a lot for Kieran Trippier. So in terms of his influence on the field, grand. But if he can start to have an influence with some of his mates, I mean, it's some of the best, you know, he's played at Tottenham Hotspur, he, you know, he plays for England, he's played for a great Atletico Madrid side. 
use him, great, you know, and if he's got some influence, we'll take that all day long. Yeah, I've got to be honest, and uh, Rachel says on the money uh, he's on, his missus can travel down to London to shop. I mean, that is a good point. I think it's maybe a little bit more than the shopping, Rachel. I think yeah. she probably wants to uh, She probably wants to be down. Maybe it's close to family, friends, who knows. But, um, you know, an unhappy football player isn't what Newcastle need. But uh, Matt yeah. Target, if he doesn't come back, will always be, uh, you know, will always get a great welcome at St. James's Park for what he did uh, in his short loan spell. Um, but let's yeah. see. Okay. Where are you going to go next, Joe? So I guess then, if we, if I think, I think I'm done with 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 uh, this week's back four rumours, um, and I think then moving into the midfield, Steve, and I, I've just picked up on a comment there. Interestingly, um, thinking about Eddie Howe's setup and what's this side going to look like this year, um, is the formation that's kept us in the Premier League the one that we'll be using moving forward? Um, and that naturally brings me on to talk about Bruno's mate Parketta um, again. From what I'm led to believe, wonderful footballer. They are really, really close mates. Um, and the thought of having Bruno, Joe Linton, you know, essentially you've got a Brazilian midfield player for Newcastle is absolutely fantastic. I think for me, if you think about, um, you know, getting goals from midfield, John Joe chips in occasionally, nowhere near enough. You know, Bruno, thankfully, has been it in the back of the net. Joe Linton, as much as I love the guy, certainly doesn't score enough goals. Um, so this for me might be the signing to say, do you know what? This is the cream on the on on you know on 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 top of the cake. On the downside of that, though, Steve, I'm hearing about um, his potential wage demands. Um, what does that do? And I'm guessing we've looked at the wage structure. Um, certainly under our last owners, I think if you earned more than thirty quid a month, you, you weren't allowed to sign. But I think now thinking about. Um, you know, what does it do to the dressing room? We, we talked a little bit about Neymar. Uh, what does it do when a guy walks in and he's on 250 grand a week, for example? Have we got the 60 million? If you're talking about um, budgets of, of potentially in and around the 100 million mark, do we spend the vast majority of it on a number 10? Do we need a number 10? Where would a number 10 fit in that three-man midfield setup that Eddie Howe's been playing with? Um, you know, so as much as I don't want to turn the lad down, I do wonder about, do we think about goalkeeper, centre-half, left-back and centre-forward and a number 10 would be nice. Um, so we'll watch this space on that one. He's definitely going to be going somewhere because, uh, you know, from, from what I hear, he's an absolute class act. Um, a lot made, a lot made about Paqueta as well being on Tyneside. You know, he's got the friendship with yeah. Bruno and, you yeah. know, people taking forward. his missus thought of it. Well, exactly. she might like phonics. Um, but, but you know, joking aside, you know he's been here. He's had new, a Newcastle top on. Um, it doesn't mean he's going to sign. And and I think still that is one for maybe he's not in, but that kind of signing is one for the future. I expect a marquee sign, and I think three or four will come in. I think we'll we'll lose five or six, yeah. maybe he's a, maybe he's a couple more. I mean, keep yeah, keep Patterson on Friday night, as you know, he had a list of sixteen players. You know, and I mean, I couldn't disagree with any of the players he suggested, but. I don't think Newcastle will let 16 go and bring four in. No, um, no. But the whole thing with Paqueta is it's interesting. I don't know it whether is. it's got I don't know whether it's got legs. I'd like to think it did. Um, but I don't I don't watch foreign football. No, no. So no. I, I did anybody know who Bruno was before he signed Joe? Did you know who Bruno was? No, never heard of him. I didn't. Never heard of him, no. Steve. I didn't. And I think I didn't. I, I think that's the thing. I, I you know, I think these lads are 
he was nailed on. We were signing him. He was our number one target. And then all of a sudden, hang on, we're signing Dean Henderson. We're still after Botman. We're still looking at these, uh, you know, the, the guy from Remis to play up front. And all of a sudden, I wonder where this guy actually is. I'm sure he is on a list. I'm sure Eddie Howe's put him on a list somewhere. I just wonder how, how high up that priority list he actually is, Steve. Yeah, it's uh, as we know, this summer is going to be the most exciting summer Newcastle United yeah. fans have had in yeah. such a long time. And, um, you know, that's why we decided to do this programme. OK, I've got to uh, go through the uh, sponsors, as always. So it's a big thank you uh, to Spider Miner. Uh, the guys uh, give worldwide coverage. It is the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time whilst using virtually no energy. And it's VPN protected by yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org. Thanks to Scott and the lads at skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 2545 2523. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 01913897245, and to Garden and Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp, and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.gohd.com. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks to Kai, meet the new game over screen, drop into a clear run device near you, available on Apple Store, Google Play, and clearrun.game. Thanks to Neil Jackson from Media Arts for all his help with the video side of things. Uh, he's done some great work for us today. Thanks for the new intro and outro, mate. And if you want to subscribe, then please hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week. Don't forget as well, you can also hit the bell, the sub, um, the reminder bell um, on any of our shows and you can set it uh, to make sure that it reminds you on each of the shows. So make sure you do that because I get a few people saying, oh, I missed the start of the show, I missed this. All you need to do is hit the bell and just set it to be reminded for all shows you'll get a notification half an hour before the show comes on just to remind you that we are on our way. Don't forget as well, click share to share to your social media and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans or to pose a question. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and the rest. Usually goes up 24 hours after the YouTube show has finished. If you want to become a member, then you can. Uh, just click join, which is uh, the cheap option. Uh, click join on um, the YouTube channel. Dead easy to do. Or you can join the cult uh, and you can get a scarf, a pen, a cup and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. And in three weeks time, the monthly draw uh, will be for either a season ticket or the equivalent, the cash equivalent. And the season ticket will be in the Platinum Club. This comes courtesy of QTech, John at QTech. And uh, the cash equivalent will be £1,000. So you just need to become a member of the NUFC Matters cult. Join it. And uh, you will go into the prize draw. Uh, good odds uh, and a good opportunity to win, uh, as I say, either a season ticket or a thousand pounds. And I guess the option will be there from John that if you've got a season ticket and you don't want it, that you can take the cash. So uh, it's a good offer, good opportunity. Let's see how uh, many we can get signed up within the next three weeks. If you subscribe, uh, then you subscribe to the show. Uh, John will send you a free car sticker. Just email john at nufcmatters.com. Don't forget, we are big supporters of the Food Bank on here. The latest T-shirt, though, which we did for another charity at the weekend, brought in £830, uh, which is a fantastic gesture on behalf of George Hayes and Vince Smith, one of our uh, moderators. Thank you guys for your generosity again. 
Uh, but please support the Food Bank and UFC fans, foodbank.co.uk. The virtual bucket is available 365 days of the year, and you can subscribe and put your money into there at any time. The NUFC Matters event of the summer is the 24th of June. Mick Lowe's and Andy Griffin are together for the first time at Shearer's Bar. Tickets are £12. Get yourself along. That's going to be a cracking night. Some great Champions League stories and uh, stories from in the dressing room with Andy Griffin. Tickets are starting to uh, get uh, get sold, you know, sold a lot quicker now. So get yourself on to nufcmatters.com to buy your tickets today. And still chance to win a Shearer Ball. Uh, tickets are available $2.99. Uh, signed Alan Shearer Ball. Just go to nufcmatters.com and uh, enter today. Okay. Um, oh, yes, I must push this as well. Um, don't forget, vote for your player of the season. Uh, we'll be discussing this on Friday night on the Amigos, uh, but vote for your player of the season. It's free to do that. NUFCmatters.com. And the, the Food Bank T-shirt is Sam Fender. That will be signed. Go to at Steve Wraith and bid on that T-shirt. We'll be announcing that on Friday as well. Okay, Joe, back to you and back to uh, Transfer Chat. Who's next on your list tonight? Well... We've talked enough now about the bar and end of the pitch. Um, so let's spend some money and start attacking. So we'll start with Moussa Diaby, um, who is the French winger currently at Leverkusen. Again, in terms of the age bracket, 22 years old, um, had a spell at Paris Saint-Germain before moving to Germany. Um, at 22, already played 92 times for Leverkusen. Um, and the most interesting fact of all of that is, Steve, is he's also scored 22 goals. Um, wow. Now, from an out-and-out winger's perspective, um, I think that's tremendous. Put on top of that, the five caps he's got um, for France. And yes, God bless Wikipedia, so none of that might be true. Um, but I, I, I just think, I think for me, um, now we're starting to talk. Now you're thinking about quality. Um I am the ultimate um, opinion divider when it comes to Mr. Sam Maximin. Um, are we, if there is any rumour in this, and if this guy ends up coming to Newcastle, what do we think about that guy? Is it that we play one on one side and one on the other? And if we can get a tune out of the pair of them, you know, we'd be arguably unplayable, um, you know, to a point. Um, interestingly, one of my mates said, great, just what we need, another moody French winger. Um, <laughs> you know, but, Give this lad the benefit of the doubt before he's signed, but yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, forty million pound for for an attacking player. Now we're talking, and we love our attackers, we love our wingers. Um, and if this lad is anywhere near as good as people make out he is, which his statistics would would tell you that he that he is, um, this would be a class sign, and I think this would get people off the seats. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a, he's a, he is a class player, um, and again, it, it just comes back to that discussion. Well. Are Newcastle looking for that one marquee signing? Because marquee signings a perform on the pitch, but marquee signings yeah. sell you a lot of shirts as well. And we'll, yeah. you know, we'll have we'll have a few new shirts, I would imagine, uh, come July, August, uh, for people to sell maybe a green and white one. Who knows? Ooh, that would be controversial. Uh, but yeah, I think Diaby would be a good fit. Um, I don't know anything about him off, you know, off the pitch. And, and again, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? It comes down it, it comes down to a couple of things. Are they good enough players? Tick. What's their attitude like off the pitch? Tick. Yeah. How are they going to settle? Because not every foreign import settles as quickly as Bruno did. Um, that, that's that's, that's questionable. And, and the other thing is, is Dan Ashworth's list the same as Amanda's, Mia Dad's and Eddie Howe's and Steve Nixon's list was? You know, is, you know, 
am I being naive and thinking that these people haven't been communicating since Dan Ashworth was linked? I don't know, but it's it, it's all those kind of questions which you've got to throw into the mix, isn't it? If um, if anyone from the Premier League's watching, no, we absolutely have not been talking to Dan Ashworth <laughs> at all. Um, but it, it goes back. It goes back to what. We haven't been in trouble with the Premier League for a while, have we? Um, it's interesting, though, Steve, goes back to what we opened the show with in terms of, um, uh, you know, you're right, whose list are we going to go with? Because I'm absolutely sure that PIF's list is not the same list that, um, you know, that Eddie Howe's got. Interesting there, you mentioned people like Steve Nixon. And actually, in our new setup and our new way of working, I'd be really interested to see where we go with recruitment. Um, now, Eddie Howe is the head coach. Um so how much say does he actually have in, in kind of who we're bringing in? I'm sure he's influential. I'm sure he's got an opinion on it. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the... And I wonder if the timing of Ashworth coming in now, um, if he hasn't been working on a list of transfer targets, of course, I'm sure that that'll be his priority number one. Um, you know, what do we need to do to, 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 to improve this squad what do we need to do to, 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 to get those season tickets sold, even though we know they're going to sell anyway? Um, and let's get on with it and let's do it. So signings like that and and the next lad that I'm going to talk about um, would just absolutely be, be, be phenomenal as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that guy is Darwin Nunes, um, the guy who's currently playing for Benfica. Um, Again, 22 years old. There's a common theme with all these players that we're getting linked with. You know, you're looking at the early to mid-20s um, in terms of their age. Um, so thinking about longevity or thinking about, you know, potential sell-on value in the future, starting to do things in the right way from, from that perspective. Um, potentially, uh, yeah, we're talking about £65 million and, and above. Um but this guy, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm no grand expert in 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 the Portuguese league, um, but I'm led to believe that he's hit 34 goals in 40 games this season. Um, so for me, you know, if you want someone in the box hitting the back of the net, um, those those statistics speak for themselves. He also hit six goals in the Champions League. So you know, we can assume that he's no mug. You know, he scored goals at the highest level. Um, I think we all love Callum Wilson. Can we all rely on Callum Wilson? His injury record speaks for itself. I know he was talking about making a few changes in terms of his routine and what he does when he's not training to try and help things along. Um, but is he the answer? And after Callum Wilson, then what? You know, surely Dwight Gale is not going to stay on that bench for another year. Um, Chris Wood. I think after the last home game, uh, you know, I turned to my dad and said, I don't think you won't see Chris Wood again. I, I can't see Chris Wood getting a game if we're looking at players like this. And certainly if we bring one or two forward players in. Um, and this lad for me, you know, Newcastle United looking at £65 million centre-forwards. It's absolutely outrageous times. Um, so, yeah, I'd be really, really interested in this guy. Um I think along with his mate. Now, I've been dreading this, Steve, because I can't say it. I've, I've, I've done a Steve Ray for you. I can't say this lad's name for love no money. Um, I think he's called Etikiti or something. I think is what he's called. That's um, a pretty good That's a pretty good go uh, for I a first I was attempt. Waiting yeah. for you to, I was waiting for you to tell me how to say it. I'll just go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
I, I, I was over the moon because I found out his first name's Hugo. So if I call him Hugo, you all know who I'm talking about. So yeah, so Hugo um, from the, the who is the young French lad we were heavily, heavily linked with in January. Um, this is the guy who's at, at, at Remy in France. Um, I'm led to believe some news was just breaking today in relation to kind of um, his availability. I think he's been strongly linked with Paris. There he is. Uh, there's Hugo. Um, I think he's been strongly linked with Paris Saint-Germain. Interestingly, I think um, from my perspective, um, Paris Saint-Germain, um, uh, you know, I guess they're wondering, would he get some game time? Mbappe's um, just signed a new long-term contract there. Obviously, they've got Messi, you know, and, and, and Neymar and, and whoever else they've got. Um, so would this guy actually get any game time? Whereas I think if he come to, um, you know, if he come to Newcastle as a young, hungry, 19-year-old with the world at his feet, you know, um, you, you have visions of Thierry Henry um, and, and what he's been doing. I love the fact I really appreciate to the Matters family. You're all trying to spell it out to me in the chat. I still can't pronounce it, but thank you for trying um, so yeah, this guy, um, this guy scored ten goals in twenty six games this season, um, which I think is a pretty decent return for a nineteen year old. I'm led to believe they're asking for twenty to twenty five million up front, um, and then the rest of the transfer fee will be made up. I'm guessing with appearances, goals, and you know potentially um, you know titles that we win while he's with us. So definitely, definitely want to watch. I think if he's available and he wants to come. I think Newcastle will be onto this. Atika Trey says Junior Turner. <laughs> I think that's the best. I think that's the best one. Uh, um, yes, Ek, that's the best one. Ekite. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do. That's the best I'm getting. Iki Tiki is Dan Brown. We could have a whole night of that. Uh, we better move on because we know what the uh, new FC matters. Uh, chat gets like me. But yeah, that's good. Excellent. Yeah, look, Hugo. I mean... Lewandowski as well has been linked um, with with Newcastle in the past, and uh, I know that's somebody that Malcolm McDonald is, is is championed. He'd love to see him at the club. Well, that, I mean, yeah, listening to Malcolm in the Dog and Parrot, Stephen, and, and I know when he mentioned him, and instantly you just think, wow, can you? Um, can, I mean, now you're talking about you know th these are the best players in the world. Um, that bloke just scores goals for absolute fun. Um, I can say his name, which is a bonus. We'd make a fortune, kids getting it on the back of the shirt. Um, but I tell you what, uh, you know, you, you're looking at absolute iconic number nines here. Um, and it'd be really, really interesting. There's the name, I just took, just John Ball's comment there, just, um, just took a name out of my mouth. Dominic Calvert-Lewin um, is a name that's been heavily, heavily mentioned. And every time for all of the people that I speak to about Newcastle United, when you mention that name, they all shake their head and they say, no, thank you, absolutely not. Um, I can see why we might be interested in him. He's young, he's English, you know, he's an England international. He has scored goals in the Premier League. So actually, he ticks quite a lot of boxes. But again, you know, if you've got the opportunity to sign Lewandowski or you've got the opportunity to sign, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I'm absolutely certain. I'd just say, do you know what? A bit like Trippier, we might get two good seasons, three if we're lucky, out of Lewandowski. But I tell you what, he score goals for absolute fun, especially if you're thinking about, you know, Sam Maximin and 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 uh, Diaby on the other side, Parquetta behind him, Bruno behind him. All of a sudden, you, you you're scoring goals, Steve, which is something 
let's be honest, we've struggled to do for a long, long time in the Premier League. Yeah, I think, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was really, really good in those early days at Everton. And, um, you know, yeah. he suffered He suffered because the team has suffered. Um, he has, he's had injuries as well. But that rich vein of form he had where he was... The headers were fantastic. They were Gary Speed-esque, really. Um, yeah. You know, and there is a, there's a player in there. I quite like Tammy Abraham at, at the time that he was linked mm. to Newcastle under Rafa Benitez. I know he's had a good season. I know that he's happy where he is, but, you know, I would I would Bemby's look at him. We've been linked with Ivan Tony today. Um, a, lot of, a lot of information on Twitter. For me, you never go back. And I know that Ivan Tony didn't break into the first team, uh, you know, as such. I wouldn't go for Ivan Tony, and I don't think it's what we need. We need, we need a quick centre forward. I, you say Wood won't get a chance next season. You think we might have seen the last of him? I think Wood will be in and around the twenty-five man squad. I think it will give us a bit of versatility, something a little bit different. For all he didn't score goals, Chris Wood played his part in that nine-game unbeaten yeah, he run, did. and he, he can bring he something to that team. And I wouldn't be adverse if he had to revert to four-four-two playing. Wood alongside Callum Wilson or Wood alongside whoever comes in. Um, I think that gives us it gives us a th- three 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 options up front, and it gives us it gives us something a bit different if we need to change it. Because, like you said before, we don't know what formation Eddie Howe is going to play. You think, yeah, he's probably going to go four three three, but maybe maybe there's going to be games where he's going to have to adapt, and that's that's the key: being able to adapt. I think it's yeah, you're dead right, Steve. Absolutely, I can I can definitely see both sides of that. I think one of the interesting things, though, when you're thinking about centre forwards and the typical number nine centre forwards, your Lewandowski's, your Calvert Lewins, Wood, etc., um, is actually thinking about the modern game. Um, the, the teams actually have centre forwards anymore because Manchester City don't own one. Um, you know, <laughs> well, you could true, argue yeah. that Liverpool's. You could argue that Liverpool's front front three. There isn't a, a you know an absolute great big bustling big centre forward so again you know are we going to sign players that fit with what Eddie Howe's blueprint is or is Eddie Howe going to have to change the the blueprint based on the players that we bring in and I think that again that's a really really interesting um, uh, you know dilemma if Howe's thinking about 4-4-2 then yes of course you know um, a bit like we said about the centre half you're going to see a big guy you're going to see a pacey guy and combinations of of, of of kind of different things depending on who we're faced with if we go for this 4-3-3 setup this kind of you know Man City way this Pep way of doing things we might not actually sign a big number nine at all um and that might not be a bad thing, you know. Um, I, I would, I would have loved, and, and considering the sixty million that, um, that that City paid for Erling Haaland, that was the one player. And I know because of his dad, and it was probably a done deal that, that the guy was going to Man City. But if I could have signed anybody, whether it be Lewandowski, Hugo, anybody else, it would have been Haaland. I'd have done everything I possibly could, and I think for us. If Patterson had got his finger out and got this take over three years ago when we all wanted it, you know that's the level of player that we'd have been that, that we'd have been interested in now, Steve. And I think, you know, unfortunately we, we you know, we have we've we've missed the boat there. And and he'll go on and he'll absolutely destroy the Premier League. I have no doubt about it. The other name that gets banded around, and I just wonder about, um, you know, again I wake up. I, I remember being a kid when Alan Shearer signed, and it was like, you know, what a day. Um, people talk about Harry Kane, you know. Um, yes, they've just qualified for the Champions League, so would he come to Newcastle? 
probably never in a million years. But if you're thinking about forward players, you know, um, Nunes gets linked, Hugo's being linked, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's being linked. But I dare to dream, because I'm not entirely sure Dominic Calvert-Lewin is on PIF's um, list of transfers. I'll, I'll be brutally honest. What about uh, Dan Ashworth? Obviously, those of you joining late may not know, but Dan Ashworth has now agreed to uh, to come to Newcastle. The severance has been agreed. Uh, just needs Premier League approval. God knows why. Uh, but... He's coming to Newcastle. Will he go back to Brighton? Do you think he might do a little bit of uh, a bit of a raid and, and maybe he's look at one or two players? Is it Curacalo, the left-sided player, potentially yeah, Lampy? There's one or two there that you think mm, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a black and white yeah, shirt because it would be. They've got some good players, Steve. But again, are we talking about are we talking about a Newcastle United that will finish? you know, 11th to, to 7th this season? Or are you talking about a Newcastle United that aspires to to, to, to bigger and better players, um, you know, than than, um, than what than what Brighton have got with respect? Yes, they've got some cracking players. I actually like the goalkeeper. I think the goalkeeper's really sound. Um, they've got some good players moving forward. I was really impressed with them at St. James's Park. Um, you know, Graham Potter's got them playing well. But... I don't know. I, I, I genuinely wonder if there's, there's, you know, we'll be setting our sights slightly higher than Brighton, uh, with the greatest of respect to Brighton. Yeah, I, I just think there could be, there could be some kind of move to bring one or two players in from there. There was rumours as well of potentially bringing in uh, one of their directors in to be the chief executive, yeah. who's a, a woman down there. So um, that would yeah. be interesting yeah. to see, you know, whether that. Whether that comes off, we will uh, we will yeah. wait with uh, wait with interest. Any more on your list? I mean, I've got another yeah, one. On well, it's this guy. Yes, I was just going to say, don't forget Jesse Lingard. This is a really interesting one, Steve. For me, um, he he hasn't really had a look in at Manchester United. Let's be honest. Um, I'm led to believe that his ending to his Manchester United career was was managed horrendously with him just kind of going and, and nobody said a word. I watched him when he went on loan to West Ham in his last recent loan spell and he looked absolutely unplayable. Um, he was sitting in that hole behind the front two. He was firing balls in. He was scoring goals for fun and he looked like the player that he was meant to be. Um, I think the interesting bit is, you know, um, again, I hear reports of, of, of north of 150 grand a week that he's that he's demanding. Would we do that? Would we pay that? Um you know, where would he fit in? If you think about that Eddie Howe system, um, where would he go? Um, I think is, is is the other bit. Would he play off one of the flanks maybe? I don't know. Um, but for me, again, you know, if you offered me Jesse Lingard, I'd take it. Um, would he fit in? I'm not too sure. I'm sure he'd enjoy his time at Newcastle on, on a Saturday night. I'm absolutely certain of that. Um, but I wonder if... I have a funny feeling he'll go back to West Ham. I I don't know whether he'll go to West Ham. I don't think he'll end up at Newcastle. I think the big problem is as well, you know, the wages. And I think, you know, if he is wanting, you know, £150,000 wages, there's no chance. Newcastle will not change the wage structure. Eddie Howe has more or less said that. Um, we're led to believe it could be in the region of the 80,000 that they're paying per week. There's the signing on fees, there's bonuses, there's ways mm. that people can improve their wages. Yeah, yeah. But but ultimately, Newcastle are doing it the right way, and that 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 is that is good. Ericsson, uh, John Ball has said. Um, I don't know where this has really come from, John, because I've heard it, I've heard it from other people, but 
you know, we're not going to go to Brentford and take take the best player off him. And, and I don't think he'd want to leave. He's, he strikes me as a very honourable guy anyway. I don't think he's mm. going to go to Brentford, use them as a stepping stone and then come to Newcastle. I'd absolutely love him in the midfield, Steve. He's an absolutely majestic footballer. Um, but I agree with you. I, I, I genuinely think, you know, let's be honest with what we witnessed in, in the Euros. I mean, um, you know, I actually said to yourself at the time, you know, I, I thought the lad had passed away. I thought he, you know, yeah. you know, um, and to come back from a cardiac arrest and obviously into Milan, you know, um, we're keen to move him on. They took a they took a gamble on him, and I think he'll repay that. I absolutely do. Um, he seems like he's a genuine great guy, and if they're wanting to kind of progress, and if they're wanting to kind of consolidate their position in the in the um, in the Premier League, I think they'll do everything. They'll pull out all the stops. They'll smash their wage budget to, to kind of keep him. Um, but I'd love to see him in our midfield because I think he's class. Anybody else that you can uh, say yeah, that you well, uh, are excited about that we've been linked with? Well, I'm not I'm not necessarily excited, but I, I heard apparently we were looking at um, Jack Harrison from Leeds, which I thought was an interesting one. Um, mm. Again, I mean, he's, you know, a young, young lad, um, but I, he, he does absolutely nothing for me. So it's interesting thinking about, um, you know, how many more names akin to that, because if we were going to sign anyone from Leeds, naturally you're looking at kind of Phillips. I like Rafinha. Um, I think Rafinha is an excellent player. Somebody mentioned Richarlson from Everton, and I think I'd have uh, he spends more time on the floor. Um, and we've already got one of them, so we don't need another one. Um, but I think for me, Rafinha would really kind of enhance what we do going forward. He's, he's an excellent footballer. Um, so yeah, kind of. Uh, I think I think yeah, Jack Harrison's probably one that I'm 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 not so fussed on. Um, so yeah, I think I think for this week, I think that's my list. I think. Um, Connor Cody, Connor Cody's one which I have said on this show on more than one occasion. Exactly. Uh, I would I would have liked to have seen him come. And I think he's he's capable of playing alongside Dan Byrne as well. I think yeah. he's he's somebody who can 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 you know trouble the goalkeeper as well. He's he's got um, he's got a few goals to his name at you know at yeah. Wolves. And I think I think he'd be a good addition. What do you think about him? Yeah, I, I really, really like him, Steve. Um, um I'm in the Centre Half Appreciation Society, you know. Um, I think I told you the story about Woodgate being the second best centre half to come from Middlesbrough. Um, so I do like my defending. I like watching centre half. I like this lad. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He'll run through a brick wall. I think he'll probably admit, you know, that he's not the most skillful, refined, such a class centre half in the world. Um but I tell you what, if you want someone to batten down the hatches for you, um, you know, this lad's fantastic. And actually, when when Wolves were at Newcastle, um, I was really, really impressed with the guy that plays next to him as well, Willie Bolly. I thought he he was a mountain, big, big guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I certainly, and I'd much prefer Cody. If we're not getting Botman, obviously, um, you know, Sanchez, is, is he's off now. Uh, Carlos, sorry, he, he's off to mm-hmm. Villa. So, for me... Um, you know, I would prefer this guy. I'd sign this guy over any of the other centre half we've been linked with. Uh, the side. Stephen Renforth going back up front. He says, uh, "How about this guy, Vardy? How old? Uh, he's older than you now, isn't he? How, how, he's about he's, seventy. He's, isn't he? Well, he's actually uh, nobody's older than me. I think he's. I think he must be about thirty. <laughs> is he thirty-two, thirty-three? Would I take him? Yes. I mean, you eighty-seven. Know, he was fan. born. Eighty-seven. He right. was born. What does that make him? Uh, 
I'm not. I can't do the maths. I have no idea. Um, Thirty, maybe thirty-five. Then is he? Thirty-five years of age. Yeah, but he's still scoring goals at the top level. He is. He is. Um, would we use him? Would he play week in, week out? Possibly. Um, has he still got a season left in him? Absolutely. I mean, the goals that he scored. If watch some of the goals that he scored the year that they won the league. Um, this lad was unreal. He come from absolutely nowhere through the non-league ranks. Um, and essentially, uh, you know, alongside Kante, uh, won Leicester, the Premier League. So he's been there. He certainly knows what it's like to be in an unfashionable side who, who nobody's got any faith in. And, and you know, he, he let his goals do the talking. I wouldn't yeah, sign him. You wouldn't? No, even on no. a short term. I think that. Yeah. I think again, if it was out to him and, and Calvert Lewin, although they're probably on opposite ends of the of the age spectrum, if we're wanting a quick fix, um, you know, yeah, maybe go for him, and maybe between him and Callum Wilson, they could share the games out, and you know, um, but I'm not entirely sure he'll be on top of anybody's list, Steve. If I'm being honest, no, uh, me neither. I'd, I'd, I would like to see, I would like to see someone come in, but I'd like to see somebody come in who is a. A little bit younger. Matt, I want to say hi to um, is it Matt? Matt in the chat as well. He's a, he's an Aston Villa fan. I, I am seeing your questions, mate. But the it's Mark. Sorry, Mark Lines. Um, you know he's a, he's a Villa fan. And look, Matt Target, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you. Being a great, you know, being a great loanee. Would like to see him stay. But like we mentioned earlier on, I'm not a hundred percent sure whether we would, uh, you know, whether we'd be his first choice purely because of. You know, family issues, I think. So, Leah Rickon says, have we seen the links with uh, Harry Winks? Well, I think we've been linked. Let me get my words out here. We've been linked with Winks, you know, for, for, for a good couple of years now. There was rumours. We were led to believe that he was on his way up in January. You know, it was a done deal. I think we were linked with him last summer. Um, you know, but again, Steve, I constantly keep coming back to this point of, yes, He's a good player. Yes, he's arguably better than 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 some of the midfielders that we've got. I'm led to believe with some authority that that John Joe Shelby, you know, won't be around for much longer at Newcastle. Um, you know, that'll free a space up. Sean Longstaff just signed a new contract, of course. Um, but for me, again, you know, Harry Wink, someone who occasionally gets in the Tottenham side. You know, he plays for them in the kind of League Cup campaigns and such like, um, warms the bench. Is that what we want to be looking at? You know, the the, the kind of Tottenham reserve list? Um, I think they'd be better out there personally. I think what we've got to remember is that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, which I keep saying mm. on this show, but we haven't got anything European-wise to offer. We haven't got yeah. Europa League. We haven't got Champions yeah. League. That's going to play I mean, a part. There's, there can be an arrogance on our behalf, maybe as a yeah. supporters, certainly not the club, but as supporters yeah. to think everybody's going to want to come and play for Newcastle. But in the in the in the bold reality of football, um, people have got to be sold the dream. Like Kevin Keegan sold the dream to Rob Lee, yes. John Beresford, Warren Barton, David Ginola, Tino Aspria. Yeah. He said he said that the English lads, I'll have you, you, you know, you will be competing for the league within within two seasons, and yeah. you'll be in the England team. And they went for it. They, they went with the dream, yeah. which is what Trippier's done with um, with Eddie Howe. And I think you're right, Stephen. So I think for me, uh, you know, I think I think that's the bit, isn't it? I think I think we have to be realistic here. We could have come on tonight and said, absolutely, Neymar's on his way as we speak. You know, we're you know we're going to cancel Mbappe's contract. We'll get Mane and Salah and 
there's a harsh reality to all this. At this very minute in time, Newcastle United are not in Europe. Um, we're not competing for trophies yet. Um, so it would take a massive, massive statement of intent and a hell of a lot of money to say to the players that we've talked about tonight, um, you know, come and play for two years. You might not be in Europe. You might not get a, a run out at Wembley, but, you know, maybe three or four years' time, we'll get there. Players don't. It's a short career, Steve. The players will tell you that. Um, there's, there, there is a guy, though, that, that I haven't mentioned, and I, and I just wanted to get his name in, um, uh, you know, um, and that was the guy at Southampton, James Ward-Prowse. That's a sign in that. Um, that that's a guy whose name I know has been linked with us. Um, I did hear a little rumour that there was potential that he was actually going to come up and, and have some talks on Tyneside. I absolutely love the guy. And I think for me, if you're thinking about a John Joe Shelby replacement, um, you know, this guy ticks all the boxes for me. He's playing in a struggling side. Um, he would definitely enhance what we've got. We're desperate to be able to, to, to kind of swing a decent corner in. And, and Ward Prowse is the man for me. So I think if we were going to be looking at the Winxes of this world, um, you know, and those English kind of central midfield ballers, this is the lad that I'd be looking at. Yeah, good player. As you say, he's a bit of a baller. And if um, if we do lose Shelby, um, which, as you say, is, seems to be picking up a little bit of momentum, um, then, you know, that will be a guy to, to replace him. And, um, I, yeah, look... This is going to be, as I say, a roller coaster ride of a summer. But at least, like you said, right at the top of the show, at least we are now in the market. Whereas in the past, we weren't, you know. And and, and uh, we will say this until we are blue in the face, I guess, this uh, this summer. Be patient, everybody. Be patient. Enjoy it. Enjoy shows like this. Enjoy the other shows that are out there on podcasts because it's all subversive. It's all about opinions. Uh, we just try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Don't want to lead anybody on. Don't want to give false promises, but it's great to have a bit of debate. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to the moderators. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with Ross Gregory, who may give us some more uh, info on incomings and outgoings. Uh, but I told you that hour would pass very quickly. Joe, did you enjoy it? I did, mate. Absolutely, yeah. I can't wait for next Monday um, when we uh, hopefully... With Ashworth in place now, we'll start to kind of talk about people we've actually signed. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the summer. Be brilliant. Good stuff. Well, thanks for joining us, mate. It's been great to have you on the show. Look forward to seeing you next week. Big shout out uh, our dad, Lenny. Hope he's doing okay. And uh, our mum and uh, and the family. I haven't spoken uh, them for a week. I have no idea. I think they are. I don't know. Good stuff. Okay, mate. Have a great night, mate. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Later, please, guys. Sub please subscribe. Please hit the reminder to uh, to get notifications for the shows. We are here seven nights a week. Uh, take care, Joe. See you next week, pal. See you, folks. <laughs>